Dagny's new apartment is next to a 7-Eleven that sells, uh, usually they have Trulies, but I had to get a White Claw. claw? White Claw Tall Boy. It's like an Arizona iced tea White Claw. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, classy shit. (laughs) That's what I'm... (laughs) Oh, boy. That, uh, do you, you like fizzy drinks, though. I do. I don't. I have a soda stream in the apartment. I know, and I made the mistake when I dog sat for you, I poured that, uh, and then I drank it, and it was fizzy. We left a fizzy one in the fridge? Yeah. Why would we do that? I don't know. For you. John drank it. He had an upset. That's what I mean. <laughs> the that people can help. care. That can help. And then he drank a little bit of that and he felt better. I don't know. And the, the restaurant I work at carries um, liquid death sparkling water. And I just found out mm. that we have a partnership with them and we don't pay for it. We just sell it. It's like a brand thing. So I just take like two cans of shift. I'm like, fuck this. That's nice. <laughs> if my bosses are listening, I don't do that. Um, good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. And good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm Billy and this here's my sister. What's your name? My name's Dagny. Billy. Hey, hey Dagny, oh. can you say your name not looking as far? My name is Dagny. Literally, I said, who's this? And she turned her head away from the microphone and said, I'm Dagny. It's not helping. I don't know what you're talking about. She's this doing it again. She's doing it. Um, I would like to very quickly at the uh, top of the show. Talk about an announcement that was made. Two announcements. First of all, we have a 14th Doctor. Yay! Um, um, Tragically, we are losing Jodie Whittaker at the end of this year. She's had about four years as the Doctor, but unfortunately because of COVID, that was just three seasons. But she's getting a movie. No, she's getting a big, uh, like a full-length exit episode. It's not a movie, but it's going to be like an hour, hour and a half. I'm going to call it a movie. We can call it a movie. Um, And the new Doctor Are you looking it up on how to pronounce his name? No, I know how to I didn't know his character name on Sex Education. Oh, Which is just Eric, which is so boring. (laughs) It's just Eric compared to his name. Yeah, his name is Shuti Gatwa. He is, uh, uh, and he played Eric on Sex Education on Netflix. He's the best part of that show outside of Gillian Anderson. Um, But Um, my God, he's going to be the most perfect Doctor. I I never, ever would have guessed that. Like, I, there are so many people that I've been like, oh, yeah, they, they could probably be the doctor. Never th- crossed my mind to have I, him. And when it was announced, I was like, this is the best decision they ever could have made because they're going to get an entire new fan base. Yeah. They're, and just the, I think Russell T. Davies posted about it where he was like, do we have to change the name of the show to the Blue Box show? Because that's what the blue box all the Gen show. Zers are like, what's this Blue Box show? What are What's going that's on? That's funny. Um, well, yeah. I'm a little upset because for the first time ever, a new doctor has been announced that is younger than me. I know. So that's, t- he's 29. So but he's one not year younger, younger than, Matt Smith and David were both younger than him. He does, the, the one thing is he does no, look like a not, high school. No, like. David was not. Matt was. Matt was Matt was the youngest doctor ever cast oh, and he was 27. I thought, okay, I thought David was like David 29. was in his 30s, no. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, anyway. But I'm very excited. He's great. I woke up that morning he's and it so was like sweet. new Doctor Who announced. I saw his face and I said, no. Did you also hear Russell said that he was the last audition? Oh, really? And like Russell had already had like two actors he was trying to choose behind, between. And he was like, it's going to be one of them. Let's see this last guy. And then he came in and read and, and Russell was like, oh, no, it's you. That's so fun. Um, oh. I'm so excited. And then we're not sure what the 60th anniversary special is going to be. But 2023 is 60 years of Doctor Who. Yay. And the hot rumor is, is that instead of doing one big episode, they're going to do episodes featuring old doctors which is today the day of recording we got the announcement that david tennant and Catherine tate are returning to doctor who i can't wait for the 60th anniversary and i'm pleased as punch i'm so pleased hyped just punch. i'm so excited oh um that i was love doctor who the really big hollywood news there was something else that happened in pop culture that i was like we need to talk about this and it wasn't the Will Smith <laughs> Oscars thing. Although we never really talked about that, but whatever. Who cares now? Um, yeah, it's old news. It is old news. I feel like... Was it oh! Kendall Jenner cutting a cucumber? No, but that's iconic. <laughs> um, uh, 
just if you haven't seen it, look up the clip. Um, oh, I just had it. It was I was just thinking about it. Keep thinking. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, oh, which I, I think I think we need to have an episode later on once it's concluded, because it is uh, it's a moment in history that I think will be remembered forever. I I've been watching it like yeah. the YouTube live stream whenever it's happening. Really, and I watched all of Amber's testimony, and both of them not great people. Like, or I, they both made mistakes. I'm gonna say clearly they were not good for each other. But man, oh man, her performance is just it. I love that you call it a performance. I know that's terrible, <laughs> but but like, have you watched it? Yeah, no, that's what it feels like. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody specifically. No, it's like it's, it's yeah, it's it's wild to watch. Some and it's of these rough things. too because it's like it's like yeah, it does look like Johnny Depp was a shitty husband and they had a shit. He did some shitty things, but also it looks like she lied about a lot to make She's, him look horrible. She did, and yeah, she, of a lie. Yeah, God, I can't wait for Aquaman too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that was the, uh, I was like, oh, this is a big yeah. thing in pop culture that I should bring up. Um, other than that, as far as things I'm watching, I haven't watched that much this week, but something that's not concluded yet that I am very much enjoying, uh, is the Mormon murder show is what I call it, which is Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield. On Hulu. Oh, the Mormon murder show. The Mormon murder show. <laughs> um, season, or not season, episode one and two are very, um, I don't want to say informative, but it's not like uh, there's not a ton of action. It's them just kind of putting pieces together. And then episodes three and four, you're getting more the family's fucked upness and the like fundamentalism. Is and it it's based on a, it's wild. It's based it, on a real. OK, I want to say is and it apparently a the book just, is really good. OK, that is based off of. Um, but Andrew Garfield's great. I told John because we were watching it together. It's our, our new show that we watched. Um, I was like, I just don't. In the first episode, I was like, I don't really buy him as a as a detective. Like, he's too clean cut. And John's like, he's a, a Mormon detective. The point is, he's <laughs> like, his shirt is literally pressed, has a seam. And no matter what, his haircut is perfect. Um, and did you know, not to talk too much about Mormonism, but in the Book of Mormon, which is pop culture. The it movie, is. The, sorry, the musical. No, no, no. The Book of Mormon <laughs> Stop, is no. fan fiction. It is no. a Bible fan fiction. It is pop culture. I'm not trying to stir up anything with religions. I'm talking <laughs> about the musical, the Book of Mormon. So turn it off where they say, put your... Uh, Imagine that your brain is full of tiny, tiny boxes. boxes. And put it on... All right. Anyway, that Put concept, the part that's gay in a box and crush it. <laughs> essentially, that that is like something that bishops tell them. They say to put that thought on a shelf and don't think about it. Just keep putting thoughts on a shelf. And I, when they, they said it a couple of times and I was like, oh, that just makes the joke funnier. <laughs> the musical. And I was like, this is something that they actually preach and tell people to do. Just if you have a negative thought, just put it in I a mean, box and put it on a shelf and don't think about it. Uh, to be fair, everything in the Book of Morkman is accurate. It's Everything. Oh yeah, in the musical. And I yes. believe God it's lives crazy. on a planet called Kolob. It's you should watch the show though because they, they get it. into fundamental the 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 um, church how much they disagree with fundamentalism, but also it's still it's still there and people don't talk about it. Or at well, least when what, this happened, we're having a renaissance of Mormon crime shows. We're getting yeah. a documentary coming up about Warren Jeffs. Mm. Um, who you know who he is? He was had the cult in Texas with all of his Mormon wives. Yeah, whoa. Um, and their lovely those pastels, the pastel dresses, the Google same it. haircut. <laughs> oh my god, I'm showing our guest right now just because I love these women. <laughs> but he had a massive compound in San Angelo, Texas. I yep. think it was outside San Angelo where he had something like 50 wives, and he was a horrible monster man. But yeah. um, but we're getting a documentary about him. Yeah, four part documentary, but I can't remember where it is. But I will be watching it because yeah. ooh, 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 I, it's I love fascinating. cults. But that's the only thing I can really think of right now. I watch like 
45 minutes episode, I'll be like, oh, great, this thing. Uh, I can't think of anything else yeah. right now. But well, yeah, I, I highly, it's not, it, only four episodes are out so far. It's going to be so six total, or do we not know? I'm not sure. I'll It'll check be it very out. easy to catch up because it's not. I love me some crime and murder. But yeah, um, Andrew Garfield is a, a delight running around with his gun. And he's just like being a sneaky little he didn't, he didn't bring his, detective. He didn't bring his web shooters? All right. No, not Stupid. for this one. <laughs> um, well, I saw two movies. Oh. Um, the first one I saw was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but this is a show about optimism, so yes. DM me if you want to hear what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say it was fun. I haven't seen it yet. I know. it's um, uh, All I'll say is there's been Marvel movies that I was like, that was okay. I have never been actively disappointed or let down by a Marvel film before, but there's a first time for everything. Oh. Um, however, I'm about to have some hot takes. Some hot takes. Uh, we kind of no 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 oh. about the other movie I watched, which was a movie I should have watched when it came out because we talked about watching it when it came out and then we didn't. And everything? What? No, we already we talked about, about everything. Sorry. No, this was on HBO Max, <laughs> and I was uh, uh, I, we sat down for dinner and I said, "Do you want to watch this movie?" And the fiance said, "Why not?" And we hit play and we watched the whole thing. I watched The Matrix Resurrections. Oh, nice! AKA The Matrix Four. And here's the hot take: It's the second best Matrix movie. It makes Matrix Two and Three better. It is, we did not need it. I loved it so much. Oh my God. I am surprised at how much I liked it. Because he was not thrilled by it. Oh, and I understand why it's divisive. I understand why people <laughs> don't like it. Um, but I've always had a problem with, uh, uh, in the Matrix mm -hmm. 1, they're like, there's a prophecy. The one will come and the one will destroy all the machines and free all the humans. Yeah. And at the end of the third movie, spoiler alert, Neo and Trinity die. I actually haven't seen it. Um, Neo connects to the machines and he saves the civilization. There's like a human civilization that's still mm -hmm. around. He saves them, but he doesn't destroy the machines. He doesn't free all the humans. Oh. And everyone's like, yay, we did it. And I'm sitting there like, no, we don't. Nothing, nothing happened. We that's didn't. Unfortunate. We didn't. And so the matrix four does a lot of like addressing the prophecy, riffing on the concept uh, making an overt commentary on studio meddling because after the first one was a hit, the studio made them film the second and third ones back to back and had a lot of influence on the script. Oh, um, isn't it like a, I'm trying to remember what it's like a meta. He was what John told me about it. Isn't it like a video game? So in the first, the beginning, in the first movie, before he gets into the matrix, he is works for a video game company oh. and then he gets sucked into the matrix. This movie opens and uh, uh, Neo is Thomas Anderson again, his like normal boring name. <laughs> and he is a very famous award-winning video game developer who released a trilogy of video games called The Matrix. Oh. And now, and there is a line where someone says, our corporate overlords Warner Brothers want a Matrix 4. <laughs> and he's like, why? We don't need to do that. There's too many sequels. This is all, like, they're commenting on how the movie you're watching doesn't need to exist. Oh, that's fun. It's right. And so the whole first half of the movie is like a meta, tongue-in-cheek, wink-wink about the Matrix trilogy as a form of media. Got it. Um, and huh. what it means. And there's even like where they're like, they're like brainstorming in a conference room and they're like, what is the Matrix? And one guy's like, bullet time. It's all about the bullet time. And one guy says, it's trans politics. And I was like, I'm glad they made that reference in the movie. <laughs> um, and then about halfway through, we it becomes a direct sequel to the end of Matrix 3. Nice. And it's very weird. And it's, uh, uh, but I honestly, I think it, it, all the stuff they do where they talk about how the prophecy didn't really come true 
-hmm. And Neo says, well, I never really believed in the one. And you're like, well, is, is that what this movie's about? About how prophecies aren't real and stories never end and we can just make the world better if we can, but we can't, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my hot take. Is huh. that the Matrix? Yeah, and honestly, at this point now, um, I fully believe the Matrix cycle. Let's not call it the Matrix trilogy. Um, the movies do not work without the fourth one. Oh. And now you have to have it. It's, hot take. Yeah, it's all around. I was very impressed. Plus, um, I got to watch Carrie Ann Moss drive a motorcycle again, <laughs> uh, which is great. And also, not to give too much away, skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, they, they couldn't get Hugo Weaving back, obviously, but they wanted a character who was like Smith mm -hmm. or playing like a version of Smith. And they fucking got Jonathan Groff. And he's so good at it. Gross I was, sauce. I was like, Wait, wasn't he in the trailer? Yeah, he's in the trailer. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he's fully, he's fully Agent Smith. Oh, cool! <laughs> I love Gruff Sauce. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. They fixed all the problems with Matrix Two and Three, um, and just overall, it feels like a complete story, whereas it never did before. It felt like three disjointed movies, and now it feels like a, a complete cycle. Nice. Plus, David Mitchell, the author of uh, all of those books, I love, but the only one that's been, uh, well, he wrote Cloud Atlas, which is a mediocre movie, but he wrote the book. And he wrote like The Thousand Autumns of Jacob DeZoet and uh, The Bone Clocks. I've read every one of his books. He's one of my favorite authors. He co-wrote the screenplay and that's kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, nice. I'm glad somebody had something to good, good to say about it. Well, and if you look at the reviews, it's like 50% of people feel like me and 50% of people feel like Taylor, where I had Michael and I had to get Taylor on the phone and be like, what do you mean you didn't like it? And, chew him, <laughs> and we talked to him for an hour and a half. Oh, boy. About like, oh, like, it's great. It's brilliant. I love this part and this part. And I love this character. And he was like, no, but this didn't make sense. And I said, yes, it did. You just didn't listen. I'm only Aww. saying this because I know he's listening to this episode and I wanted yeah. him to hear a one-sided conversation he's not a part of. Hi, Taylor. I love you. Okay. He can't, he can't talk back. Oh, my God. Um, you'll get a phone call while he's driving, listening to this. <laughs> He'll pause it just to yell at you. Yeah, Taylor, call me. We'll talk about the Matrix again. Yeah. Um, before we bring in our guest, for any of our listeners who have TikTok, to get this stuck in your head for the second week in a row, in a minute, I'm going a sentimental man or woman to pump me up. But it's been in my head um, for two weeks because wow. it has taken over at least my TikTok. Yeah, I, I even saw Lizzo. Everybody. I even saw Lizzo like correcting people on doing the oh, dance because yeah. they were doing the dance wrong. The thing is, she keeps doing it. And I love that 90% of the times when I click on one of those videos, she's commented on it and she's just, she's just having a great time. People are doing this viral dance to her song. That's nice. That's nice. It's hey, such a good song. Oh, hey, are you ready for this? I'm ready for speaking, our speaking of the Speaking of the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special, this is our 60th episode. Oh! Ooh, transition! Crazy! And we have a very special guest. She returning was guest. A returning guest. She was back on episode 23. Oh, you looked it up. I did, you? titled <laughs> Spice Jam. Everyone, put your hands together. If you're driving, take your hands off the steering wheel don't. to applaud. Oh, boy. Okay, don't do that. Uh, welcome to Poptimist. Welcome back. It's Kaylee Johnson. Woo! If you want to get with me, and then you're gonna go with me, and you're back, gonna back, on, back, back, back again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. My Kaylee, name is Alyssa so Edwards, and this <laughs> is Tongue Poptimist. Oh, that was, that was good. That was great. That was good. I love it, Thank Kaylee. You. It's so nice to see you. It, it is so, so nice to see you. So Kaylee, nice have you see seen you. the Matrix Four, Matrix Resurrections? You know, I haven't. And after everything that you said, I'm gonna. Good. I haven't seen That's any what of them. I've only I've only seen the first, and I watched it during the pandemic. Oh like, God, I, I just I fully just said Neo and Trinity die at the end of the third one. I know I, it's fine. I, it's fine. I, it's okay. It's our fault for not yeah. watching it in the last well, and it's it's years. it's weird because Matrix One is so good and mm -hmm. so influential, 
But the Matrix one had a much smaller budget. And so there's so many special effects that are done practically. Yeah. Like there's a shot very at the very beginning of the movie where Trinity like jumps up and then the cam- it's the iconic shot where the camera like spins around her. And they did that by building a wall with like 127 cameras in it. And they just took a picture at the same time and then, you know, spun it. And then That's Matrix nice. two or three yeah. are really CGI heavy, but it's early 2000s CGI. So mm-hmm. it, those movies feel older than the first one, which mm. is crazy. Um, and the writing's just not as good in two or three, but hey. They're fun, and you get some incredible action sequences, uh, including Morpheus defeating an SUV with a katana. Hey, <laughs> who could ask that? For makes sense. More? I agree. Logically, I can see how that can happen. Um, Kaylee, how are you? I'm so well. I Yay. am living the dream in a house. Yeah, new house um, for Kaylee. I'm, I'm so jealous. A unicorn in Los Angeles because I have a backyard. <laughs> so uh, I have one friend or uh, like a couple friend of ours that has a backyard. Um, oh, sorry. I'm not. Apologies for not leaning closer to the mic. Billy just got mad at me for it. Um, that has a backyard and they have. I hope they don't mind. Oh, it's Franny. She was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. She has a backyard at a little house in Burbank and she has to host so often because we're like, you have a fire pit in a backyard. We're coming over. Um, <laughs> I mean, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, it's about to it's be my great. life. Um, it's the best. And yeah, a backyard in Los Angeles. You should get a dog, Kaylee. Oh, my God. My One of my roommate's cats got like lost the other night. And after that, I'm never getting a pet (laughs) again. It was a traumatic experience. That's so scary. Yeah, that is that is a downfall. Did they get the cat back? Is this gonna be sad? Yeah. uh, Spoiler (laughs) alert: the cat was under my bed the entire time. But every time (laughs) I went with a flashlight under to look, it was because I have like a bed where it's like I can store things underneath it. It was just hiding. Mm. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Cats so are upsetting. We thought for like a solid like 12 hours that this cat was like dead. 12 hours? Yeah. Because Jeez. like at a certain point, like it was like, all right, like it's nighttime. Like I'm going to go to sleep. And I woke up at 7 a.m. to the cat like meowing under my bed. And I was like, you have to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so that was, we had a cat in college that we named Cray Cray. But we called her CC when she was being dignified. You probably met her. I she remember was this cat. Insane. She was crazy. So um, we lost her at one point um, because she always wanted to go outside. And we were like, no, you'll never come back. <laughs> like You're a feral cat that we uh, rescued from some freshman. And so she disappeared for like a month. Kaylee, I'll have to tell you later who this freshman. Um, oh, perfect. they were yeah, they were blowing weed in her face, and she was a kitten. So we like scooped her up and took her away, and then yeah. just kept her. Oh, um, I can't wait to hear the hot goss. So yeah. then we had a thunderstorm in Oklahoma, a massive, scary tornado warning thunderstorm, and a transformer exploded. So the house lost power, and uh, we saw the transformer explode. There's like a blue light in the backyard, and then all the power went out. And then I just had a feeling, and I went downstairs, and I went to the back door. And I went, are you fucking kidding me? And I opened the back door and she's sitting soaking wet just by the back door. Just like, and I well, scooped are you going to let me in? Yeah. And I picked her up and she meowed. And I walked upstairs where my fiance was and two of our roommates. And I said, you'll never believe this. And they said, what? And I just held her up and they were like, Ugh! 
<laughs> she's a crazy cat. She was a crazy cat. And then she lived with our parents for yeah, she until she in, disappeared. And that yep. time she didn't come back. But Yeah, um, she lived in Texas where she had a cat door so she could go in and out. Yeah. And she was there for a, for a few years. For a but, long time. And then, yeah, she just didn't come back one day. And I, I hope a, she got to live a full life. She was, yeah. But she never wanted to be an indoor cat. She no. was never meant to be an indoor cat. But it's a bummer. She was a great cat. And she by was. great cat, I mean a violent, dangerous threat to your hands at any time. <laughs> yeah. And only cuddled with my dad. Like every oh, pet we've ever had. But also, also love <laughs> to cuddle with my fiance, who is very allergic to cats. Mm, and yes. we've never owned a cat because of that. So he would like pop an allergy pill and hold her and then she'd leave and his arm would be all red. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. also, I think cats somehow know when someone is allergic yes. to them because they get, they, ugh, it's crazy. Somehow Brings they know. cats would do that with me. Meatball and Noodle love yeah. to cuddle and was always they just knew. like sniffling, just like petting them and like <laughs> itching. They're so and... cute. They're so sweet. And you're like, I don't want to shove them away, but I'm really allergic. Right. Uh, I'm not luckily because my cat sleeps on my face when he can. Yeah. That's <laughs> he's, a, he's a little yeah. magnet. Um, speaking of cats, Kaylee's topic today is Cats, the musical movie. <laughs> oh my God. Let's would that talk be funny? about it. And how incredible it was because mm -hmm. I agree. It's well, a wonderful movie. <laughs> so kidding. here we'll do a little intro here yeah. on Poptimist, which is the podcast you're currently listening to. Mm. Uh, Dagny and I always have a guest come in and the guest has to bring us something from pop culture that they love that is either obscure or not loved by the public at large. And I'm excited because Kaylee actually told me what she was going to bring in. Oh. But then she changed her topic, so I'm back to having a surprise. Oh, I want to know what the original one was, though, just for funsies. <laughs> I do. Yeah, say it, because uh, so... I have talked about it on this show. Okay. Do, let's, we'll do five minutes about it. Why not? Yeah, go for it. I'm well, curious. Well, here's the thing. I haven't actually watched it yet. So that was the thing, oh. was I was going to watch it and then give you guys, like, my, like... Oh, then I have to tell you, Kaylee, I have seen it. Yes. And it is horrible. I know! Every, ugh, everybody's watched it without me, and I'm Netflix's like, the fuck, Diana, like, Diana the Musical. Yes. Oh, so, I still haven't watched it. So, Kaylee, um, the fiancé and I... Uh, had tickets to How Did This Get Made live and How Did This Get Made did Diana the Musical. And if you go listen to that episode, you can hear my fiance singing because they asked if anyone in the audience could sing a song from the show. And he said yes. And I elbowed him to get him to stand up. And he sang like eight bars. It's oh, hilarious. Fiance. Um, I also I'm asked a question and they cut it, but that's fine. Because um, my question was very visual. But so we watched it and it is, um, it's genuinely bad. Uh, <laughs> they They try I to do... Diana from 16 to death in an hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things, it's which so is bad. why I wanted to watch it. And yes. what I what I planned to do was just like have it? like a box of wine and just like, <laughs> you know, just like essentially like give you guys like my like live tweet reactions. But it was a busy weekend. So I was like, I don't know if I'm yeah. going to have time. So I decided to do something else instead. Well, I'll so yeah, so this is my Twitter hot take. Right. My hot take, don't don't watch Diana the Moon. Or don't. we'll have you on again, don't. Kaylee, and we'll talk about it. Because I do, <laughs> I've told Billy, time. I, I want to mix up our format at some point. And I think we can do it because we're going to go see Twilight. <sighs> we um, are. We're going to go see it in the I park. Want to, I want to, like, maybe once a month do an episode where either Billy and I watch something that's considered bad that we've never seen or by, or one of us. Um, mm. And then we can only talk about what we loved from it <laughs> on Popmas. <laughs> And then we get maybe like 30 seconds to rant about the nonsense. But Billy's never seen Twilight. We're going to an outdoor screening of it uh, beginning of June. So yes. he will get to speak in an episode. It doesn't have to be long. I also, about I also what want, you loved from it. I want the listeners to know that. So it's Cinespia, 
um, which is a company that does movie screenings in the graveyard in LA. Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, and uh, uh, not to get too into it, but they're not going to listen to this. Dagny used to work there and they're not a great company. Okay. They're not. Um, no. Maybe new people run it, but I don't think they do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this one is not in the cemetery. It's at the park over past Dodger State. Not important. It's not, and yeah. so my fiance asked me, I got the email about the lineup for this summer for the next like couple weeks. And there's like, I, mean, I think it was Jurassic Park, American Psycho they're showing. I wanted to go see that. I'll do that. And so I sent him the link with all of the dates. And then I kind <laughs> of stopped paying attention. <laughs> and then five minutes later, I walk past him and I look over his shoulder. And I just see, yes, (laughs) I see him texting you. And I said, are you and Dagny conspiring to buy Twilight (laughs) tickets? And he goes, no, we already bought them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking my boyfriend because John also hasn't seen it. And I promised him wine. And I'm so, I'm genuinely very excited. I am too. It's going to be great. It's going to be a Friday night. And uh, and uh, 30 minutes, I told you this too, 30 minutes after you and my fiance bought tickets, friend of the pod, Nick Jimenez, texted me a screenshot with the listing. I hope he's and also I said, there. And I said, Nick, buy a ticket. We're already going. <laughs> Kaylee, Kaylee, you should, if there's still tickets, you should, if you want also, to see Honestly, I've Sorry. never seen Twilight either. So. If you're listening to this episode of Optimist, buy a ticket. Meet us at the, yeah, yeah, if you live in LA. Buy, go to Cinespia's website, buy Grab a ticket a to their Twilight blanket. screening. Yep, and just us. meet us there. Bring us, yeah, bring some canned wine. We're going to have a good time. I'm yeah. very excited. It's going to be so fun. That baseball scene. I can't wait for the I got ketchup. a TikTok today that was saying, point of view, I'm throwing the first pitch at a baseball game at my college tomorrow, and I've never seen anything except the Twilight baseball game. And it's like the high kick to the throw. The high kick. And it's got the music. And the, it's the best part. Not the best part of the movie. There's other great parts. I'm excited for the fantastic. ketchup. The ketchup is in- incredible. Um I just am excited because I know the whole audience is going to be on board with like how campy and ridiculous it is. Yep. And it's not going to, no one's going to be taking it seriously. Um, but I genuinely enjoy it. I find it entertaining. Anyway, I've talked about Twilight a lot on this. Kaylee. <laughs> so Diana, the musical was your original. That which was what you I was should watch and we should have, bring you back again yes. and talk about it because I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. It's taken over so much of my life. There's a part of me that's like, you should, so we can talk about it, but you really shouldn't. It is, and I, I use this word oh, not God. lightly. It is offensive. Jeez. And I love being offended. So yeah. I'm yeah. ready ready to watch it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but terrible things. So I mean, there's I'm early on in Act One, she's ta- on a date with Prince. Who'd she fucking Charles. marry? Charles. She's on a date with Prince Charles. Wait. And she's like, oh my she God, this concert Prince is. Charles? It's Prince yeah. William. Oh, no, William no, is her son. The son. William and Harry are the son. Oh, Sons. shit. See, yeah. this is. <laughs> I, I am too well read on the royal family. Um, yeah, but no, because I love it so much, that's why I refuse to watch this musical. She's uh, so she they go to like a concert, like an orchestra concert, and she's got a song where it's like her internal monologue, and she's like, "This is so boring. Oh my god, we could go see Freddie Mercury. We could have gone to do things." And then she looks at Prince Charles, and she she's like, "Maybe I can change him." Is basically the the this part of the song, and she's like, "Maybe this girl could turn him into a rocker." And then she like does this with her hands. She like snaps him with his hands and he stands out of his chair and then her and Prince Charles do like a, a like a dance and then <laughs> she goes and she takes the cello and she like plays but she's playing the cello wrong and she like plays the cello really aggressively while the conductor is like yeah Princess Diana on the fucking cello it's insane <laughs> it is insane that is almost worse than me thinking that Princess Diana went on a date with her son <laughs> <laughs> almost as offensive almost Um, as offensive that's funny um so no because billy will keep going he's already 
done like a good 10 minutes on Diana. The I know. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, Kaylee, what have you brought in for us today? Okay. It's not obscure, but as a theater kid through and through, I felt like I would be doing past me a disservice if I did not talk about Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> Yay. Good. Um, I love it. I was obsessed with Rent in high school. I mean, I yep. still love it, but like in oh, an same. older, like more jaded way of like when I was 16, it's like, yeah, let's like stand on a table and sing La Vie Boheme. And now I'm like, if anyone did that, I would burn this whole place down. So, yes. <laughs> you know, we've, we've grown. But yeah, I loved Tick, Tick, Boom and would truly love nothing more than to just force anyone listening uh, to listen to me ramble about this for no, however for long. I, I think, unless something has changed, Billy didn't watch it, and I told him a thousand wow. times to watch wow. it because I've watched it probably four times, and Shaming I literally Billy. yesterday listened to the soundtrack again. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's so good. So, man, Andrew Garfield is just like a big part of this episode. I know. Um, you guys were talking about him earlier, and I was like, he's excellent. the love of my life. Sorry, John. Um, which <laughs> honestly, in a strange way, he does kind of look like my boyfriend. They, um, they have similar energy. Yeah, they do. Um, especially him as Jonathan Larson. Yeah. And like John, John, my boyfriend, uh, has a very similar vibe. Billy, you have to watch this tonight. Um, oh, I, I'm, I'm not, I can gush is, about it forever. Yeah, this um, is going to be a hot, hot criticism of Billy's inability to watch anything. Oh, it says if you like it, though, you might like The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, which yeah. are some of the best Spider-Man movies. My hot take. I um, love um, them. Stop. <laughs> We're oh, not I, fighting I do not this. know how to tell you how The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is not good. I We're not getting into an argument And how here. Andrew Garfield is not a good Peter Parker. He's great. He's fantastic. He's too pretty. And I know Tom Holland is Peter, but even Tom Holland is just a little bit, like I can buy him as a nerd. I cannot buy Andrew Garfield as a science nerd that nobody likes in high school. Have you seen Tom Andrew Holland? Andrew Garfield is his... very pretty. Yeah, like he is very pretty. He's a very attractive man. Anyway, um, I can gush about this, but I want to allow, I want to give Kaylee the, the platform to um, Thank you. Uh, talk. But I am curious because I had never listened to it. I recognized... 3090. That was the only song that I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I've heard, I think I've heard this before. Um, but had you listened to it or did you know much about it before the Netflix movie? No. So I had heard a little bit about it because <clears throat> whenever you bought the uh, Rent movie, like mm -hmm. back whenever it came out on DVD, like in 2005, yeah. uh, there's like on the special edition, there's like a two and a half hour long, like documentary about like oh. the making of Rent and Jonathan Larson. And so I knew like, you about just unlocked it. a blocked memory. Yes. yes. I watched the yes. whole thing. Yes. I watched it multiple times. Like, yeah, it's so good. So obsessed. Um, so I knew about it then, and then back in like 2018, my therapist was like, by the way, did you hear that like Lin-Manuel Miranda might be directing Tick, Tick, Boom? And I was like, because <laughs> like, that's how obsessed with Rent I am that my therapist was like, I need to tell her this. I need to like share this information. <laughs> this could save with her. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could be the thing that keeps her going. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I really didn't know 
too much about it. Like I knew that it was like a monologue. Right, uh, a one man show is what I've always, that's been the only thing I've known about it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, uh, and I knew that it was uh, like semi-autobiographical, but that mm-hmm. was all that I, I knew about it. So yeah. I had really like no idea what to expect going into the movie, except it's about Jonathan Larson's life and it's going to mm-hmm. have like rock style, like musical theater songs. Um, that's kind yeah, of my so- big... Uh, this or vague idea of it going in and also this is the life of- i watched the trailer so many times because like this is so catchy i love it well so, so when the fiance was-, was watching it go ahead sorry oh i was just gonna say that was the original opening song whenever he did it as a one-man show Oh, gotcha. really? that song was the original opener anyway oh. continue <laughs> oh i was just saying so the fiance was watching it because i think when it came out i don't think any of us were like oh this is gonna be nominated for an oscar i don't think any of us <laughs> knew that before we watched it i yeah. think we're like oh thank god someone's finally adapted this story and we'll finally have a filmed version of it and so he was watching it and i don't remember i was like in the shower and i came out into the living room and i said what are you li- what are you watching that sounds like rent and then I turned and looked at the screen and I went, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. But yeah, it does. It definitely sounds like Rent for sure. The, and that's um, not a so bad like thing rent. at all. The uh, the one where um, when his friend is moving into the new hotel, or not hotel, the, his new apartment, it yeah. just, it sounds like the opening number of Rent. It's like Jonathan Larson made this and it was what what uh, walked so Rent could run was this song. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh and it's so good. But yeah. There's I, so listening to many it, of them. Easily see where, how he got from point A. <laughs> oh yeah. That is like actually one of my favorite things about this musical is like seeing his style and how like all of these things like helped him create rent and the similarities because like the song is this real life is so much like contact for me yes um like there are other songs and like you can find recordings on youtube of jonathan larson doing like the one-man show version of this and the way that he does it i'm like okay i see where over the moon came from then because his delivery and the way that he does it is very like performance artist Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as opposed to like when Andrew Garfield does it, it's a little bit more like natural, just like talking to the audience. But he kind yeah. of has like a, a persona um, yeah. and just seeing, yeah, like all of the like little things that it's like, oh, now I know where all of this came from and how it how it morphed into what it morphed into. Yeah, it's so good. And I will. I don't know if you've listened to it since. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you've listened to the soundtrack, but I wish that they had included the the musical that he writes in the movie. Mm-hmm. That song that they perform is so good, and it's on yeah. Spotify, and I, it's like in one of in my liked songs playlist. And every time it comes on, I'm like, even this song, which like, I mean, in the movie, it's supposed to be good, but it's like not considered to be oh, the is greatest that, thing. Is that about Superbia? Yes, yeah. yeah. Which is his his. So he it's but oh god. The, so the music for that is great, and it, it's, yeah, and yeah. you can you can listen you can listen to the music from Superbia, which was um if I'm sorry I'm googling to make sure I'm correct very quickly. Yes, he hasn't it's an it. adaptation of 1984 by yes. George yes. Orwell. But Superbia which he was wasn't released. allowed to present as such because he didn't have the rights to do that. So. Genius. But we have, but you can listen to the music. They did a bunch of of, of Broadway stars recorded an album of oh, the wow. unfinished music of Superbia, and you can still find hmm. it. 
because tragically we only have Tick, Tick, Boom and Rent, which is yeah. why mm -hmm. I'm so glad we have Tick, Tick, Boom on film now, as I say, as an asshole who hasn't watched who has it. Has not watched it. It's just so hard to find, you know? Shut the fuck <laughs> We share a Netflix account. You can't even pretend you don't have access to it. Um, no, you have to watch it tonight and text us, but... Um, I don't know. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just came back. Get out of here. This, he and was, Atlanta. He was nominated for an Oscar. Granted, it was for his role so in Spider-Man. So was Roman Polanski. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, We're both of those track. comments together. Louis, oh, Louis C.K. just won a Grammy, you piece of shit. All right. You're never going to let that... Don't get me started on yeah. that because we'll be here forever. This is yep. why you have insomnia, Billy. It's just because you can't cope with that. You need to talk to your therapist about Louis C.K. and why he gets under your skin so much. I get because it. Because he's a serial sexual no, 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 predator. No, 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 no. I get that. But I feel like you take him personally sometimes. I just look, just look. If a man who looks like that can overcome his own face to become famous and then has the audacity to jerk off in front of women who don't want to watch him jerk off. Oh no. my god. And then be like, no, it's okay. I I have a mediocre stand-up special, so I'm allowed to do this. Ooh. Sorry, I I've actually so this is spicy. about optimism. I know, no, I'm being I mean, this. I'm being mean. And look, I, I shouldn't say that. Louie, if you're listening, I don't mean to call your stand-up specials mediocre because I've never seen a single one. <laughs> um I I make it I a feel point. Like you're just coming up with a type five right now. I just yeah. <laughs> I make it a point to not watch straight men's stand-up specials. Unless, uh, without a lot of encouragement. And of course, the exceptions- And you still haven't watched Inside, Bo Burnham. The exceptions are Bo Burnham, but I'm late to that one. Bo Burnham, John Mulaney most of the time, and then the king of the straight comics, the only truly good one out there, Mike Birbiglia. I'll watch anything oh, he does. he is I'll funny. watch anything he does. He's a genius. <laughs> yes. yes. But none of that, no straight white comics. And Tonight you're watching Tick, Tick, Boom and Inside, and it's- Great, that's a great double feature. For I haven't even so told you. Depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe not because I have to. I have to uh, stop at a Korean grocery store on the way home so I can make soju cocktails. Oh, Ooh. so that sounds tasty. Yeah, the fiance. Not to get too into like the immediate. He's the the uh, the fiance is making kimchi fried rice. He's Ooh, making bimmy Something Korean. I'm very can excited. I come? Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. She can't come. <laughs> she doesn't even know where I live. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm getting us back no, on track. No, you know what? Let me ask questions because I haven't seen it. Okay, Great. go ahead. So whatever you want. Uh, the thing is, I know it's good. And I know it's only obscure because it was a one-man show by the guy who made Rent that was kind of thought to be uh, unfilmable for a while. And so, Kaylee, what do you know? Because I don't know a lot about this. What do you know about like the process of adapting it to film? Because I know it's not a one-man show. Look at my notes the movie. here. Look at your fucking notes. Oh, I'm so impressed. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. That's a spiral notebook. She did research. Um, <laughs> we love it. So... Uh, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm like looking at my notes and getting like off track now. Uh, no, so Tick Tick Boom was written as a direct response to Superbia uh, not getting picked up like after a workshop. Uh, so in the one man show, Superbia has already taken place, and this is okay. about like the aftermath. However, um, after his death. Uh, it was rewritten into a three-person show and the Superbia workshop was made part of the plot. Uh, and then okay. this uh, was off-Broadway, this version of it, after his death. Um, oh, okay. 
Lin-Manuel Miranda saw the off-Broadway production in 2001 and said that seeing that inspired him to want to write. And he wrote an article about this uh, back like 2017 or 18 or something like that. And the producer, Julie O, saw that and was inspired to then say, like, you know, we should make like a film version of that. And the Larson family. Are you okay? Oh, sorry. I was putting. No, I just I just have a crazy like connection with that, which is um, at that time. My fiance was working with the Geffen Theater in Los Angeles. <gasps> yes. And they had a Lin-Manuel Miranda talk back that he was like, I'll usher that or whatever, <laughs> like any reason yeah. to like get in. And so he got into the talk back with Lin and his dad. And one of the things Lin talked about was, he's like, well, what I want to do now is get into directing. He goes, and I really mm-hmm. like film, but it feels like a big thing. And so I'm trying to learn how to direct for film. Mm-hmm. And that slowly became him watching what happened on set of In the Heights and then making Tick, Tick, Boom. And then mm-hmm. maybe should have been nominated for Best Director. Honestly, that's so it's insane. Cool. He did, it's so detailed. His first, his first directorial, yeah. like his directorial debut is that. I can't, yeah. I mean, can he do, he, he's never failed. He's it's so good. talented. It's not fair. But yeah, like essentially the Larson family, they are mm-hmm. like, they're reluctant to like give over the rights for it because yeah. they are afraid of uh, Jonathan Larson not being accurately portrayed. And then Lin-Manuel Miranda's like passion towards this is what he was the only person they would give the rights to. I mean- Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job with it. And also, like, Andrew Garfield was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's, like, top pick because he saw him in Angels in America. And was, was he prior? Uh, I think so. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Lead. Wait. Not prior. Prior's the wife. No. They have Mormon names. Mormons Harper's, again. Harper's the wife. Harper's the wife. Again, a weird uh, name. I think it is. I think he is prior. I can't remember any of the character names. It is. It's Pryor. All right. Perfect. Yeah, he played Pryor. And um, Lin-Manuel Miranda was like literally like asking around, like, do you guys think Andrew Garfield can sing? Like, does anybody know? Can he sing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, To my knowledge, from what I could see, Andrew Garfield started taking singing lessons to like then like prepare for this. But uh, he also does a phenomenal job i was completely blown away by how good andrew garfield sounded um his voice is beautiful really is it's also just like kind of upsetting how talented he is yeah um i would i would like to take a brief detour to tell the because you haven't seen well no but it's right so you're (laughs) right actually Dagny, that's a pretty good call out to talk about something i do know about um (laughs) Well, just because in case our audience doesn't know about how Jonathan Larson died. Um, um, They do um, talk about it in Tick, Tick, Boom. So, I mean, don't talk. They, you know, at the end of things when they're like, and this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So So if you you guys want to hear the most tragic (laughs) story in the history of Broadway, maybe. Yeah, Um, definitely. Rent had been in previews. Rent was already a hit. Everyone knew it was going to be huge. If you watch that documentary, there's a really sad uh, home video of him working at his waitering job in New York where at he rips Moondance up his Diner. last ticket at the Moondance Diner. Which is he, throws the, he throws the ticket away. He's like, last shift. Uh, so Rent goes to previews. It's great. And then he goes home and literally it's like two in the morning 
uh, before opening night. He just collapsed in his apartment and died. And um, it's awful because did you know that um, he this had happened like he had collapsed from this before and he went to the hospital and oh, no. they didn't diagnose him. And now it's a very diagnosable disease it's, now. It's Marfan's like syndrome. A, yeah. Yeah, it was twice. Twi- yeah, twice. It's, twice. Uh, what I heard it, it was, could, it was it probably Marfan's syndrome, which is, I only know about it because in it's... high school in biology class, I wrote a paper on Marfan's syndrome. <laughs> and it was like notable people who had this. And they were like, we think Jonathan Larson. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, so upsetting. Yeah, they, and it's basically just a thing where people who have severe cases of it, you can see it physically. Their ligaments are too long and stretchy. Yeah. So they have really long long arms and really long legs but that can also happen internally and they yeah. think literally just one of the like aortas on his heart snapped or like one of the ligaments just yeah i think they referred together. to it as an aortic aneurysm jeez yeah. the yeah. heart just said nope yeah um, and, and that's why it's... opening night of rent was famously the incredibly depressing um yeah but they also yeah, they my favorite thing saying. well that's yeah. my favorite part of the story is they didn't know what to do and they wanted mm-hmm. to show respect for him and his family, but they were, you know, everyone's in shock. So they said, what if we just sit and sing the show mm-hmm. instead of like doing it? And by the end of act one, they were up and dancing yeah. and doing the full production. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. And oh, apparently, so apparently Jesse L. Martin singing the uh, reprise I'll of I'll you. Cover You was like the most heart, like breaking, gut wrenching thing Jeez. ever because he was just singing it for Jonathan Larson. And how could Ugh. you ever sing it for anybody else? Yeah, you know? ever again. Yeah. And then he won oh. the Tony. He won the Tony post posthumously. Yes. And uh, uh, one of the honestly most influential voices in musical theater was taken at the age of 35. Truly. Because the thing that I think that is like such a beautiful like tie in is that like Hamilton could not have existed without mm-hmm. Rent. Right. Like it truly did completely changed the tra- the trajectory of with one show with, with one, one show. show and people complain about this show people talk so much shit about it they say it oh the songs are basic or look don't you know like what the fuck ever it was influential yeah. and truly like musical theater would not be the same right. without that show fight me on it crazy no, and also the the correct. stair step of influence and also the other weird death timing is yes. well Stephen sondheim is a main is like a big character slash plot driven source of tick tick mm-hmm. boom because he was jonathan larson's biggest inspiration um mm-hmm. and was like his mentor by towards the end of his life um and then tick tick boom came out sorry guys i thought i thought i had fixed that earlier i I, the first one (laughs) i thought i had done it Um, so anyway i was talking about something very meaningful um so steven sondheim was jonathan larson's mentor um and then lin-manuel miranda not obviously they didn't know each other directly but his biggest inspiration he's said is jonathan but the crazy thing is a week after Tick to Boom came out, he Stephen Sondheim wrote this very nice letter to Lynn saying how lovely it was and like that he you should read it. There's he I think Lynn tweeted about it. And then a week after Stephen Sondheim died. Jeez. Yeah. Did you Maybe also not even a week? Know. It was like a few days after it came out. It was crazy. Did you also know? So Bradley Whitford plays Stephen Sondheim in the film. But yeah. the, there's a voicemail at the end. And is it Stephen actually Sondheim, him? it's actually Stephen Sondheim. Good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good. Isn't go that just like, <laughs> that's, it's Again. just, it's such a beautiful little detail. And there are so many of those in this movie. Like yeah. the amount of detail. called in every favor. Detail. He's yeah. like, 
I worked with you once. Can you be in this movie? Can it's just the diner scene is every time any favor um, he could call in. It's just like, please just come sit on a stool and be in the so literally the first time I was watching that, I was watching it with two other people who are also like theater nerds and obsessed with rent. And yeah. we had to pause it after that song because we were all just weeping. It's crazy. No. Like from all of the like cameos, like yeah. I don't want to tell you everybody that's in it, but you'll watch it in that diners. It's just like every shot you're like, how what? They're there yeah. too? And it's yeah. just it's so wonderful. I will say when Bernadette Peters shows up, I was like, Yeah, oh I know, I know Bernadette's in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how can she not be? She's Bernadette Peters. <laughs> I, I never knew that I needed you doing a Bernadette Peters impression. Bernadette is Billy's Snatch Game. Honestly, I'd be very... Uh, well, there, didn't we have a bad Bernadette on Snatch Game? I think somebody was Was it Rosé? No, Rosé did the Queen. Queen of no, Mary, Queen of Scots. And it was I feel good. like somebody has done Bernadette Peters. Jan did, and it was bad. Jan. It was Jan. Was it? It was Jan. Yes. Jan, if you're listening, <laughs> this is a takedown of Jan. It was, right? But also, Jan, and... you're welcome to join and be a uh, guest sometime. Yeah, actually, Jan, come be on Poptimus. <laughs> Jan... <laughs> We'd love it if you joined. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's so good. I'm gonna have to watch I, it again. I was so obsessed with like I am going to take this time to just tell you guys how embarrassingly yes, that's it. It was Jan, Jan, Jan with Bernadette. Um, I was so obsessed with Rent in high school that like so <laughs> if you like go to try to see a musical and you're going as like an organized group you can get cheaper mm -hmm. tickets so i was like oh. okay well i'm just going to convince our principal to let us like go see rent and <laughs> when he asked me like oh well what's the musical about i was like oh you know just like a group of struggling artists that are like just trying to make it you know like <laughs> just i mean you're not wrong <laughs> i wasn't wrong i left out a lot uh, and he was like yeah, <laughs> sure so like we went on like a field trip like with the like a school like approved field trip <laughs> oh my God. to go see rent and uh i got in trouble for that obviously I that's amazing it. wow but, uh it was totally worth it because i had never like i had only seen the movie at that point yeah, and yeah. i was like i have to see the musical version and of course also i didn't realize because i just didn't know i was 16 that the musical version is darker than the film yes. version is. Yeah. And the so nice. there were times I was like looking over at my theater teacher, just like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Didn't know you know, like, whoops. Oh, Contact. I forgot the yeah. whole song yeah. about safe sex. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Um, wild. Billy and I, our um, first watch of Rent was very funny. And our mom was like, why did you do that? Basically, we got the DVD. Went into Billy's room. We watched it together. Both came out sobbing. We yes, were of course, a mess. like you do. And my mom was like, "Why did you guys watch this? You knew we knew it was going to be sad." And then we cried, and she had to like console us because we were just we did it to ourselves. We did. We and we enjoyed being horrifically sad. Oh yeah. Um, and since then, I have seen two very bad stage productions mm. of it, but I still love it. And oh, you haven't seen a good one? No. Oh, you got. I saw it was the one of one was okay. It was. You just, know what? You can go I watch was, Rent um, live on NBC. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Bounty I have that. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. There is a recorded Broadway production that Tracy Toms is in. Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay. Renee Elise Goldberg. 
or I'm sorry, Goldberry. Ooh. Goldberry. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe from, it? From Girls 5 Eva? From Tick yes. Tick Boom. Oh, yeah. Well, season two of Girls 5 Eva out now. Um, uh, is it? Oh, yeah. They did no marketing, but it's hilarious. I want to watch it. So, and she's um, Mimi in it. Perfect. Yeah, I think I've seen clips of her as Mimi, but I didn't know you could watch I, yeah. the whole thing. No, the uh, oh, yeah. uh, it's incredible. I'm still, I'm actually still mad at the NBC live rent live because you know what happened. Trust they, me. W- oh, stupid. Because it was well, he broke his ankle. He broke his ankle. Was it the guy who sp- played Mark? Who played Roger? Roger. And then instead of just like doing the show with an injured Roger, they aired the dress rehearsal. Yeah. And it's bad it's crazy. Uh, yeah, because they knew it was a dress rehearsal and they knew they had to do it again later that night and then instead they just aired that and they, mm-hmm. they were all playing it safe and it's so yeah. unfortunate yeah i'm it sure was it could have been great but yeah it was and, and valentina it really, it really pains yeah. me to say this because i am not a vanessa hudgens fan but She's the She's best part good. of the, yeah. the yeah. rent NBC. And I thought you were going to say the best part of Tick, Tick, Boom. And no, I was she like, is not. Mm, Don't even. No. She is good, though. She's she's good in it. Um, okay. I, I had to go to... I know. No, no, no. I'm saying this as someone who originally was like, okay, why is she in this? But I had to go to bat with friend of the pod, Alex, my dear friend who talked about Catwoman. I love him. Because um, he... <laughs> it, Tick, Tick, Boom had like been out for a week and we hung out and we were like, oh my God, it was so good. And we were talking about it and he was like, oh, and Vanessa Hutchins. And I was like, yeah, why was she there? It was like what I said. Oh, shit. But she's not bad. It's just like, we, I don't feel like we needed her. And she, I, I stand by the fact that I think she's a little too poppy sounding yeah. for some musicals. And that yeah. in some parts uh, came out in Boom, I would say. But so the song, like the most pivotal female song she starts it mm-hmm. and Alex's sense, argument sense. was um, that she didn't get enough of that song to shine. <gasps> and I was like, no, I didn't need her to sing it at all. <laughs> it could have <laughs> honestly, it if, it, if she had stepped ship. up and then it cut to her. Yeah. It could have just been, uh, what is her name? Alex ship. Is that Alex the ship, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It could have just cut to her. She sang the whole thing on the roof would have been fine. Um, but yeah, she, Vanessa Hutchins doesn't get a chorus of that. And that was Alex's argument of why, People didn't love her performance because she didn't get a chorus in Alex, song. I don't know you, but that's garbage. And I think not my friend Alex, I believe. Wait, maybe. I think. Oh, well. I'll show you photos of him. But regardless, show me a she, had a, and... she had a good dress at the Met Gala, though. Yeah, but um, she her. was, she she's she's not bad in it. I don't want to say she's bad in it. And when movie. I worked at Nespresso, she came in uh, twice to buy coffee. Exciting. How was she? And she uh, was a person. It was fine. Okay. Listen, yeah, I actually have nothing interesting to say about her. She technically I'll... has a really great voice. She just annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll be her, real about her it. COVID, her COVID Instagram yes, story. Yes, thank you. Where people are going to die. It happens. But we oh. have to get back. Yeah. Yeah. You do you not know about that? No. She was like, for like a week, she her was Her Met Gala dress was bad. <laughs> no, it was good. She and honestly, she she was just she shouldn't have been saying these things on Instagram. She whatever. She's talented. We can't deny that. But yeah, she's just. I feel like maybe she's the definition because she was a child star, a little out of touch. With, yeah, not too yes. much out of touch, like Kardashian out of touch, but like enough to where just we're enough. like, can you read a book or like just like? <laughs> no, I don't know how. That's I so sound funny. mean, but. Yeah. No, I love she's that. Not, she's not You're bad. rarely shady, so I love it whenever you do say something that's funny. <laughs> uh, I'm like, read a book. Um, <laughs> read the room, Vanessa. Yeah, uh, Vanessa, if you're yeah. listening, 
crack open a fucking book for once in your life. Yeah, and you can Jesus. be a guest on Optimist. <laughs> <laughs> Please, for the love of God. We'll bring her on. And then we'll, uh, we'll, it'll be, why do people not like you? And I'm kidding. Oh my <laughs> God. That'll be the hot take of why she, anyway, I, I would say she's maybe the, yeah. the yeah. weakest part of the movie, Truly but that's, she's not even weak in it. She she's not weak. She's just the thing is is like that. So the way that the screenplay was written is that it was like adapted from the off Broadway uh, version, and so the story, like the parts that are on stage, are like the actual like how it would have been staged, uh, like on Broadway or like during the monologue. whenever he did it uh, as the one man show. And then all of the other scenes are supposed to be happening like in his head. And I Mm -hmm. also need to let you guys know that the character uh, Joshua Henry plays is based off of Roger Bart, uh, who was the voice, uh, the singing voice of Hercules in the like, I can go the distance Oh wow! Uh, in the producers, like the film version of it with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, he is the uh, gay assistant. Yes. Oh my god! Yes, I know exactly yeah. who he is. So yes. Roger Bart. Is that the? And- what does he do? Is he saying yes? When yes. He holds the S. Yeah. Incredible. And then he's having a stroke. What a genius! That one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yes. So then uh, he was one he of Brendan Larson's friends. Yeah, like one of his closest friends. And when you go and watch uh, recordings of Jonathan Larson doing this, Roger Bart is right in the background and he's singing like Vanessa Hudgens' parts. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> his voice is so high. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yeah, and funny. he is who Roger in Rent is like, that's why that character's name is Roger, is after Roger Bart. Oh my God. That's, nice. that's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Fun that's facts. very sweet. I did not I know, know that. Ugh. Yeah. Well, well, Kaylee. Before we start to wrap up, do you have any more fun facts, trivia, or tidbits about Tick Tick Boom other than Andrew Garfield was nominated for Best Actor? So and honestly, should have won. I, if it would have, if they had like taken back Will's Oscar, or just you know, it was right oh. after the punch, they could have just not yeah. given it to him. I, I think Andrew Garfield would have been the runner up. Yeah, I honestly, I, I, I thought I mean, he, was he won the Golden Globe. I thought he, I was like, I if I think if Will Smith wasn't nominated. Andrew Garfield had a really good shot of winning. I agree. And honestly, that is like the last thing that I want to say is that I did not, I tried to go into watching this without having any preconceived notions of what his performance was going to be like. And I loved it so much. And like one of the biggest reasons why was because I feel like he so honestly and accurately portrays that like, earnestness of like being a theater kid you know that like just because he was a theater kid yeah but just like that like cringy like Mm -hmm. self-important but like so optimistic and so just like like devoted to it like the good and the bad you know I feel like he embraces that in such an authentic way because I feel like something like that so many people would portray like from the outside looking in where you're like kind of removed from it or maybe it comes across as like a little bit like judgmental or making fun of it and I feel like he fully embraces that and I feel like that is what makes his performance in it so good yeah oh Billy you gotta watch it I know all right this is just shaming this is just shaming Billy you're a damn fool for having not watched it 
Yeah, it's it's really really great, and like I, uh, one of my like favorite moments in it is in that song therapy. Mm, whenever, I have seen that song. Whenever uh, he and Susan like hug and they're like reconciling, and then you yeah. see the like Who's like him playing? like playing piano, and she's like, "You're trying to figure out how to turn this into a song," and he's looking at her and he's like, "No." But you can so clearly see that he's lying. Yeah, that is yes. one of my favorite moments because it's, so, it's so. It's just such like an honest, real moment, and I love it so much. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, I thought that his oh, performance was really great. It's very funny that you bring this up because literally this morning I was singing the the song that's not actually in the movie, but on the soundtrack. Green green dress, the green green dress, but yes, it's, the it's Andrew Garfield singing it, and what is her Alex? Stone, Alex what was Ship. It again? Alex Ship. Ship. Yeah. Um, but there is a version, like a, a nice R and B version, that's in the movie. But the green green it's in dress, the credits, three yeah. buttons and a staff, like that version gets stuck in my head all the time. The like upbeat one, and oh, I yeah. I love it. I don't think it. I think what they did with. The other version works better in the film, but I do love that we have that version on the soundtrack too. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. catchy as hell. <laughs> it really is, and I gotta say too, Lin Manuel, du- uh, getting tongue tied. Lin Manuel mm. Miranda directed it so well. There's yeah. so much like in the apartment. There is like an actual painting that he had in his apartment. Um, the neighbors. When they're singing the uh, Bohemia song, the neighbors, uh, they actually knew him. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, it's like, there are so many, like, little details like that. Like, they interviewed so many people, uh, had access to, like, so much, like, footage and stuff like that from Jonathan's sister, Julie. Like, they, the attention to detail is just completely insane and it's it's just a a love letter to to jonathan larson and musical theater and i i just love it so if you're like billy (laughs) and i have not watched this go to netflix netflix has not put out a ton of great stuff in it like recently and i think you need to optimize your Netflix subscription and watch Tick, Tick, Boom. And also yes. Inside, if you still haven't watched Bo Burnham's long <laughs> yes, stand for special, because it's great. Um, my cat just something very cute and I'm distracted from what I was saying. That's okay. We can, uh, we'll just move right along. Yeah, we can play our game. Yeah, watch uh, watch Tick, Tick, Boom. Sure. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't just despite you. Will, you will, because I'm going to text you every day this week until you <laughs> tell me. That's fair. Kaylee, let me I'm tell gonna you. come into you your place of work. Him, that's what you should do. And then and play I'm on just going to be like, when have you like, watch it, watch, watch this. I'm going to ask your manager to just play it while on the TVs. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Honestly. Yeah. I will tell you, I, when I was in Oklahoma for Thanksgiving and I turned it on for, um, Ontario, uncle Bill and mom and dad to watch. Cause I, John and I had just watched it and I was like, this was really good. We can play it. And then they all sat. And af- after the first musical number, nobody moved and dad was crying at the end. And I asked him, I know, I looked at him, I was like, or he just looked at me, he was like, that was pretty good. And he was like, had tears coming down his face, which honestly, I think our dad, as he's gotten older, is more and more just like emotionally in touch somehow. I don't know. Like when you saw Next to Normal, he was crying. Yeah, he's a very- uh, uh, Come from away, come from away too, really really destroyed my parents. 
Yeah. I know. He's also an air traffic controller, so it really yeah, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. That why he could really hit home so. for him. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was very he was the only one in the room crying. I cried the first time I watched it um a good amount. But yeah, he he just like sniffled. He's like, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> Hilarious. I will watch it. I will. One day. All right. All right. All right. Transition, transition. And here on Poptimus, we like to end our show with a game. This game is called What a Pitch. And that's where our guest will give me and Dagny a prompt. And we will each have 30 seconds to pitch them our version of that prompt. It can be a movie, a TV show, a video game, anything in pop culture, really. Uh, and then our guest will pick a winner. And uh, I have no clue who goes first. None. Left my brain. It's gone forever. I think I do. I do, too. Here's headphones. Bye. Yeah. Not, I, you'll probably be able to hear me talking from my room, but just maybe not. Maybe Do the air best. conditioning will cancel it out. I'll talk quietly and lean close to the microphone. Ooh. I will. Okay. <laughs> All righty. He's gone. Okay. So it's a little bit vague, but oh, I want you to write me a rock musical or a rock opera. Okay. Hmm. What would it be about? I was about to draw, like, pull from royal family stuff, but um, that already I mean, exists, and that's called Six. Poorly. Um, oh. oh, okay. <laughs> We're talking about I'm a different like, one. Okay. I'm just, I feel like a lot of royal family has been touched on, but that's what my brain went to immediately. Rock, oh gosh. Um, I think this one might be too big. I'm sorry. No, I, I just have to, like, think of something, like, uh, hmm, something I've been watching. You know what? I kind of got this idea from a TikTok, so I can't take con- control or complete uh, credit. Credit, thank you You're for welcome. it. But uh, Natasha Leone, is that how you say her name from Russian? Yes. Mom? Oh, okay. So someone recently said something about like I'd watch her do anything, and somebody in the comments was like, "I would watch a rock musical about her," and I would love to spread that news to the world because I think it would be great. If, have you watched Russian Doll? I yes, I have. I've Can you been obsessed with her that? since I mistakenly watched But I'm a Cheerleader when I was like twelve yes. and was like, Oh, this speaks to me in a way that my little brain can't comprehend. You know, yeah. I mean? like I it doesn't even have to be like about her life, although that would be great. It but would be very interesting. Even just like if Russian doll was made into a rock musical, just the concept of like it's like Groundhog Day, but it's like gritty and yes. um yeah, I guess I'll I'll make that my pitch. If the I show Russian what? Doll with time travel now and like the just the gritty weird like astro or not what was I trying to say like astrological just yes. weird universe fucking with you. Um, but that's like the rock musical is with Natasha Leone <laughs> at least producing maybe not in it, but I because I don't know if she can sing, but who cares? Um, her voice alone, or just her, the way she talks really makes me happy. I just really want to hear her, like, sing the word cockroach. Yes, yes. That's all I need. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all, all I, I need. <laughs> um, that wasn't a great pitch, but, um, I yeah, mean, that's going to be mine. it worked with what I gave you, so. We'll see what Billy, Billy's going to yeah. rock music about Lucy K or something. Oh, Billy, Jesus. come back. <laughs> I, just I did. Back, 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 uh, presently. Okay, what are we Hi. thinking? Hello, so hi. I apologize because it's a vague topic, which is why I it took that. us a That's little fun, bit. Though. But yeah. I want you to pitch me a rock musical or a rock opera. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, see? Anything. That's kind of what I did. And then I sat there Anything. for a couple of seconds. Anything. I'll let you think. I should have thought seconds. about this more. 
No, no I love it's it fun. because it's a rock and roll opera. And is it going to be true crime or is it just going to be Star Wars? <laughs> um, I was expecting you to say Doctor Who, honestly. No, no, no. Doctor Who is a musical. It would never end. Um, <laughs> going for 60 years, the audience has to pee. Uh, uh, honestly, what if we... <laughs> All right, Nixium the Musical. Oh, God. And it's a rock opera about Keith Raniere and the Nixium cult (laughs) and what's her name from the Superman show. Uh, A lot of heavy riffs, uh, but it's it's really dark. Um, uh, I can't wait for the onstage branding. Jesus um, lots of oh electric God. guitar, lots yes. of like drums. Can you see this though? You could see this yeah, as a that. musical. Yeah. Keith, Keith fun. we have Keith to, is- the, uh, the budget for bad ponytail wigs is going to be <laughs> through the roof. Um, oh my God. I love a good wig. Allison Mack. So yeah, Keith Raniere and Allison Mack are the two leads. Uh, we're going to have all of the documentary assholes involved, including what's her name. Who's about to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi, Bonnie. Uh-huh. Um, we'll talk about it's, you know, Scientology adjacent Scientology light. We could also make a Scientology musical, but it wouldn't be a rock opera. You know what I mean? I feel Um, like that would be different. Yeah. But I think we could do like a, in the style of next to normal, a very intimate, small cast rock opera about a cult. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Can I play Alison Mack? Oh my God. You'd be so good at that. Actually, very, very good. Oh my God. We could bleach your hair. Oh, I don't even think you already are blonde enough to be yeah, her. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's. I also, casting. whenever I think of Allison Mack, I think if we're like in super, what's Smallville where she's like really platinum blonde, yes. but yeah, we don't have to do it. Um, yeah. You could be great. You'd be great at that. I could be Keith Raniere. We're doing <gasps> it. We're doing it. <laughs> that's right. It. Oh my just, gosh. Just be like, hello, Allison. Do you like volleyball? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing volleyball at 4 a.m. It's bonding. We're not a cult. Oh. Not a cult. Woohoo! Oh, wow. That was good, Billy. That was really good. Thank you. I like that one. I want to be the lead in both of these. Are we allowed yes. to tell Billy what yours was? Yeah. I mean, he'll yeah. hear it. Yeah, now yeah. you can. It's because I've already pitched uh, mine. Russian, Russian Doll the Musical. With Natasha Leon. Oh, I'd watch that too. Yeah. So see, oh, that'd be it's, great. This is hard because I Russian also... Doll is one of my favorite things Netflix has ever yeah. put out. Have you watched season two yet? Nope. Oh, it's good. I'm about to. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is I want to be the lead in both of these. I want to, <laughs> as soon as we're done recording this, I want to talk to you guys about getting this in the works. I want to figure out how we get the rights to this. Like, I want to make both of these projects happen. So I don't know how I'm going to choose. Fight. Let's <laughs> go, scissors. Ready? Oh, oh, I meant like, like well, we could get weapons. <laughs> okay. Wesley, what do you think? He's I angry. am going to go with Billy's just because yes, I agree. my, my uh, justification for this is that I feel like it would be easier because Netflix is going to have the rights to Russian. <laughs> that's Hall. hilarious. Yeah. So that's no, my, that's you my can, reasoning. You can also change the name, make the cult like Bexium and just like. <laughs> yeah. They'll never yeah. know. Yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Here we have Steve Rainier. Rainier. <laughs> I actually think I think his he does pronounce his name pretentiously to make himself sound Rainier? more important. No, yeah, that's not how it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, it shouldn't be Rainier. What a god. He's he a piece of shit. He's awful. Remember how he got a he got an audience with the Dalai Lama and his religion was treated as legitimate? Wow, what a yeah. trip. The things that have happened in this world. Right? I'm right? excited for all the post-COVID cults because we're definitely going to see an uptick. I love Honestly, cults. Honestly, I'm going to start one. 
Yeah. I after watching Under the Banner of Heaven and seeing how easy it seems to be to start a cult, I could do. It. But also, I'm the kind of person that would accidentally join a cult more than oh. I would uh, start a cult. I just listened to because I'm fascinated with like female cult leaders. I just listened to yes. a podcast. It's uh, someplace underneath, and they did I think two or three episodes about Teal Swan. Which is her name? Oh my god! Yes, I want to watch this. Yeah, Teal Swan, and she's uh, she's oh. active right now. You can find her YouTube video. Yes, and, uh, not to get too this. much into her, but she has said publicly <laughs> to her followers that suicide is just a reset button. Wow! Uh, yes. And then when one of her followers committed suicide, then she had to delete some of the videos. But she believes that she's not great. Yikes. Uh, yep. Yes, I honestly, part of me thinks it would be really fun to start a cult, but like, I just don't have the stamina. Like, I feel, I feel like the same way. responsibility and a lot of like memorizing your lies and oh stacking your God. lies on top yeah. of each other just, and justifying things. And ugh. it's just a whole lot of work. So much paperwork. Oh, oh my god you're lack thereof me. i bet they're yeah you don't want a paper trail you don't want a paper trail yeah you don't want a paper trail yeah you need a paper shredder is what you need yes yes we'll just um, go down to guam we'll start saying, a little town that, maybe like a jones town that wild, <laughs> not wild wild west the wild wild country wild, wild country yes. they all wore orange had it looked the first two episodes i was like sign me up and then it got <laughs> weird sex stuff I forgot about the weird sex stuff. But they don't talk about that until the end. It's the end of season, or sorry, the end of episode two. Up until then, they really sell you on this. It sounds lovely. They're just like, this is peaceful. Orange, it's my favorite color. I... I would have joined and then been very late to the game to realizing that something bad was happening. Yeah. Then you would have been, you know, <laughs> knee deep in an orgy and you would have been like, like I don't know how I feel about this anymore. This isn't what I signed up for. I signed yeah. up for frolicking through pastures in orange cloaks. Like, I don't want to do that. Anyway, yeah, I think I would easily join. Actually, for anybody listening, my friend Carlin got this for me for my birthday and it's cults. Mad, bad, and dangerous to know. A guide to the highly unusual form. And it's a guide on how to not join a cult. And it's basically inside, it's a map of where a bunch of cults are located. Nice. <laughs> um, join today. And then the other one says, Help. Help. I've, I've joined a cult. I think she got this, but it's a, like postcards of join today. Oh, and I love one this. Is, Help. I've joined a cult. I feel like I'll let you look at that later. Oh my god, I love um, this. But it's a map and it tells you histories of different cults with the icons like on the back of it. Oh, hey. I think you can get this at Friends and Noble. What a great I... coffee table book. Oh, is 20, yeah. hold on, I gotta see, is 26, I'm curious now, is that Children of Thunder? We can talk mm. about this after. No, because too. I just listened to a podcast about the Children of Thunder. 20... Oh, it's not. The Children of Apologies. Thunder was a three-person cult oh, uh, in San Francisco area that murdered five people. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like, is small that a but mighty. At that point? No, actually, it's uh, it's just they they managed to be. Yes, yeah, somehow they still managed to be a cult. They were trying to put the leader of the cult. They were going to system systematically kill the right people, steal their money, and eventually, uh, the Mormon Church would just make him the head of the Mormon Church. Mormons again! Mormons again! Wow, next man, we're cool. just tying it Wait, all so back is in. Is Charles we? Manson considered a cult? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They're, yes. they're the family. I thought so. Yeah, they're yeah, okay. they're the family. So they can be crazy. Wow, what a fun, optimistic ending to this episode. Right? We talk about cults maybe too much on this show. It comes up. Well, I we're just, I would we're, say every we're just waiting episodes. until we launch a second podcast that is just our true crime cult show. That we, will happen. It'll happen. Um, we're going to have to transition from. We, we talk about it too much. We both are very fascinated. Yep, I love it. It's crazy. Um, before we wrap up, Kaylee, do you have anything you would like to plug? 
you know, honestly, the only thing that I have to plug is that I'm loving living in this house. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's it. I have nothing going on right now uh, because I just moved twice and I'm working a lot. I hope I eventually have something to plug. Whenever I do have something to plug, can I like tell you guys and be like, can I come back a third time so that I actually sure. have something to talk about? Yeah, yes. Gilly's cool. also promoted his friends' stuff when they're not even our guests. That's He'll true. be like, Great. Percy's got this thing. And I was like, we're talking, he's not here, I but love Percy. we love Percy. We might as yeah. well give him a shout out. Um, Speaking yeah. of plugging things. Okay. If, you, if oh you're listening God. to this on Wednesday in two days on Friday, May 20th, I am back at the Hollywood Improv with Samantha Hale doing another horror nerd. This one is Stephen King themed. On the 20th? Yeah, so you better be there. And if you want to know what Stephen King characters you should smash or pass, I will be letting you know. Um, and then on May 31st, Tuesday, May 31st, mm-hmm. I will be hosting a Billy's Big Night Out at the Sherman in the attic oh, at the Sherman. I'm not going to be here. I'm still going to be out of town. If it goes, if it goes well, I mean, I plan to have one in June and then I want to eventually make it a weekly show. I want to have a weekly <gasps> bar, low stakes, stand up comedy show at the it's attic so in the Sherman in Sherman Oaks on the oh Boulevard. Please come out 7 p.m. 7 p.m. May 31st. That is a week after my birthday, so you can come wish I know, me a happy birthday. I was birthday. about to say, Billy, you didn't even plug your own birthday. Uh, uh, 31 is boring, so playing my birthdays in <laughs> May 24th. Be sure to wish Billy a happy birthday. Thank you. Text me. Yes. Send happy me money and poppers. There you go. Just <laughs> gonna start singing songs from Tick, Tick, Boom at you. Yeah. And you don't even get it, Billy, because you haven't seen it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you even theater? Wow. Not really. No, I did. <laughs> you did a lot of theater, actually. <laughs> don't act like you were above musical theater in high school. I was the wizard in The Wizard of Oz, the wizard. I was the fucking you were the scarecrow. scarecrow. What the fuck? <laughs> you had the lead in a lot of shows. I was the scarecrow. You were I Mr. was Mr. Mistopheles in Cats. I was about to say, I know you were in Cats. Yes. I was Beetle Bamford in Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Todd, which was fun because he's such Ooh. a dick. And then you were the snail in Frog and Toad, which honestly might have been my favorite I'm musical. I'm the snail <laughs> with the mail. I deliver if without you, fail. Last thing I'm going to say with this podcast, Frog and Toad the musical needs to be done more because the music is genuinely very good. Kaylee, if you've never listened to it, you should absolutely listen to Frog and Toad the musical. It's such a fun, goofy it's time. It's just looking it up right now. It's hard to like do anything Frog and Toad related currently, though, and like pretend they're, they're straight. Lovers. Yeah, it's yeah. just hard. It's just hard to pretend they were straight even a little bit because they're not. They're not. They were in love. And you know what? They can play that up in the musical. Why not? Um, oh my god it's adorable billy wore a uh what was it a sleeping bag rolled up to look like a shell for a backpack yeah and a snail snail yeah yeah and he delivers the mail but it's very slow it takes me a year to deliver one letter that's the joke that's That's the the joke joke (laughs) every time he came out and sang a song he was a little bit further across the stage and it just he taken he's working his way across and he just had this very slow walk that everybody was impressed by is um, your song the letter? Yes. yes. And it reprises four times because he's he's just yes. walking. Is it also I'm coming out of my shell? Yep. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yes, I do have a big song at the end. It's I think he the snail is probably the best character. It's I agree. Cute, it's so it's such a cute musical. Um, How adorable. Anyway, we haven't had too many like musical episodes where we got to nerd out about right. Our, our uh, high school musical past. Did somebody You're bring welcome. on high school musical or did no, I talk about it? You did. Oh, right. <laughs> um, forgot about that. Anyway, 
Well, thank you so much, Kaylee. This has been lovely as always. It was fantastic having you back and I appreciate you joining us again. Uh, And we just got to bully Billy into watching a musical. Um, It's going to turn into a harassment lawsuit. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not Louis C.K. See, I knew he would say it again. (laughs) I thought, I was like, he's going to somehow try and loop that into his what a pitch, but you didn't. I love a loop. (laughs) Yeah. One day you'll get to talk to him in person. I hope not. Give him a piece of your mind. I genuinely hope not. Okay. I hope not. (laughs) Anyway. Not friend of the pod, Louis C.K. Billy has a bone to pick with you. Many a bone. I to don't want to see his bone. No, no one does. Okay. Anyway, oh Tell my that god. That's all the women who got to see <laughs> oh. it without their consent. All yeah, right. he's bad. He's bad news. We know that. Bad news bears all around. <laughs> bears. We don't like him. Bad news bears. Uh, he is now the Voldemort of the show. We can't. He who must not be named. Oh, now you're bringing up J.K. Rowling around me. Oh wow. my god. <laughs> We gotta end this right now because this, this has been Potsimist. This has been Potsimist, a show of a show, a podcast focused on optimism, where we love everything and all all the things we talk about, uh, and we never say anything negative on this show, not once. Anyway, we would love to have people as guests. If you're interested in being a guest, email us at poptimistpod at gmail dot com um, or DM us on Instagram at poptimistpod or no, not or. I don't know. Text us if you're close friends and you're like, hey, you haven't thought to invite me. How rude. And we'll be like, oh, my God, we would love to have you. I'm sure. Anyway, um, also follow us on Instagram for updates of new episodes coming out every we shoot for every Wednesday. We've been bad and missed a couple Wednesdays. And I apologize for that. But we will be better. And uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, uh, give us five stars, all those good things on whatever whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, great. I think that's everything. Everybody say goodbye. Well, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.